Live. Welcome, guys, to the Cup of Nurses podcast with your hosts, Matt Slurchick and Peter Fendero. Hope you guys are having a fantastic Friday. Uh, thank you guys for staying tuned, checking us out. Make sure you guys subscribe and check out our YouTube channel. Anyways, the topic right now is Maureen Walsh. Maureen Walsh. So she is a Congress leader, right? And she told nurses worldwide, I guess in the U.S., that you guys take breaks on nights and you guys watch movies on nights and play cards right she wanted to mandate on not about all nurses or what exactly field of nursing but she did not want mandatory paid overtime yeah and she wanted man she actually wanted mandatory unpaid overtime you know that's pretty much unfair but she did do herself a solid you know somebody sent her the 1700 decks of cards exactly and what's cool about those cards is she's actually deciding to donate those cards so that 1700 deck of cards will go to nursing homes um, retirement for veterans and things like that. So at least it's going to a good cause yeah. out of everything. And there's some really good memes out there in, in a nursing community. Like one of them, like it was SpongeBob without his pants. And he's like, oh, you know, when you play strip poker with the nurses and now you can't go into a patient's room, it's like SpongeBob covering up like that. <laughs> kind of funny. Yeah. So Marine Walsh took a negative and made it, to, made it to positive. But God bless the lady. Yeah, I know. Hope she's doing a good job. But yesterday um, I was in a shower, you know. Okay. I was showering with my girlfriend. And um, I was walking past her, and I swear she nudged me, and I end up falling. I fell in the shower. Did yesterday. she trip you or not? I, I think so. Were you uh, guys both in the shower? Yeah, both. I think she was okay. trying to kill me, you know? I mean, you probably could have health insurance. No, I don't know, but it hurt my back. But So it hurts but now. <laughs> the other thing that I was worried about when I was falling, it was like a slow fall. But I was worried about the curtains falling down, because they fell down, I was going to be pissed. It's kind of funny. I was falling out and yeah. hurt myself and thinking about, you know. I did that some, I did that once. For some reason, my feet, feet were slippery. It's probably the body wash I was mm-hmm. using. But, um, yeah, man, the curtain fell. Kind of yeah. scared me a little really? bit. I took a tumble. Yeah, all the way out. All the way out. Damn. So, guys, today we're going to talk about intermittent fasting and what it is. It's something that me and Peter have been probably practicing for the last two years plus at least. Yeah. And we've seen many benefits from it. And this is the podcast episode we'll kind of talk about. Give you like a gist of it, scoop, some science, why it works, and why you should try it. Exactly. So let's just start this off. Um, before doing any drastic changes to your body, you should probably see a doctor, especially if you're doing something drastic like this, like fasting, if you're going to fast the whole day or for a certain amount of hours, because uh, we do have different genetics, different conditions, especially if you're a lactating woman or you're pregnant or you have eating disorders, diabetic, you should definitely consult your doctor uh, before yeah. doing any of this if you have bulimia nervosa and you're like vomiting after you eat large meals it's probably not for you yeah. and also we're not doctors so take everything with a grain of salt and d-y-o-r which means do your own research when we bring up fasting i'm sure some things that come to mind is like the 40-day fast the, the roman catholics roman catholics and also um the islamic religion ramadan, they fast ramadan. Uh, but this is kind of some different. This is this isn't really for religious purposes. It's more for just your lifestyle, health improvement. Right, and it's interesting because back in the day, in our culture, the warriors they used to fight. They used to go on like a fast ritual before going into battle, before going to war, and it like supposedly cleansed their soul, which is awesome. And I definitely do see that when I'm fasting, I feel more attuned, more alive. I like feel myself more. I'm not sluggish, but we're going to get into all that. So, definitely. Um, and 
also fasting is awesome because it's body recomposition, right? Through um, fat loss, um, improves health markers, like lowers blood pressure, it lowers um, cholesterol, also helps with um, Alzheimer's, for example, somehow, which we'll explain, Alzheimer's is kind of a degenerative disease and what it breaks down to neurons, right? Right, there's physiological and mental aspects to, to fasting. Really. And what happens is, Fasting helps improve not only your concentration, but also extends your life, prevents the Alzheimer's because it helps with um, neurogenesis and prevents diabetes, which helps with insulin resistance. Yeah, the first topic we'll touch on is IGF, so insulin-like growth factors. Matt, there's some research on it. We both did some research on this. And yeah, so what IGF-1 is, results. sorry, cut okay. you off there. Anyways, we have the pituitary gland, which is located up here in our brain, and it releases growth hormone. It goes down to the liver, and when you're in a fastest state, the growth hormone gets secreted, and the liver gets triggered by the growth hormone, which releases IGF-1 factor. It basically um, acts like insulin, but in a different way in a fasted state. Um, one thing is IGF gets decreased when you're eating, because it, it gets um, it's like a opposite of what's it called insulin. Yeah. When you're stressed, I'm sorry, when you have estrogen. It gets secreted when you exercise, when you get good sleep, and when you have a protein diet. When you fast. Exactly. And one beautiful thing about IGF, that it actually stimulates cell growth. So it helps cells like repair, get like healthier, has like regeneration factors for the whole entire body. And not only that, it helps with um, body mass strength, and it helps you with strength and with body mass. So it helps increase all that due to the fact of IGF and the growth hormone. Yeah, there's a few studies that showed that in older men um, that have higher levels of this growth factor, um, it shows to slow down, like you said, Alzheimer's. Right. Um, a lot of those uh, degenerative diseases improves cognitive function. Um, we have a, a link for you guys too, if you want to check that out, the research study. Another thing that you were saying is increases bone density. Yes. Right. Which is um, a huge thing where we're seeing, oh, get your vitamin D in drink your milk because we have a lot of osteoporosis, which is like the breakdown of like what the bone modeling. We don't know that, hey, we're probably eating too much and we're never tapping into our growth hormone. Exactly. Which is helping you with that. Not only that, but it actually strengthens the immune system. Um, IGF-1 also triggers the production of CD4 cells and T cells in the thymus and the bone marrow, B cells. So it helps to boost your immunity, which is, come on, everybody needs some immune system with flu season, everything right. that happens. Exactly. Um, there is some downsides of it though, correct? Unfortunately, it is a growth factor, helps cells grow, and that includes all cells, right? Yes, so just like you said, it strengthens cells, it helps regeneration, but every single cell, and your body doesn't pick right from wrong, just like an antibiotic um, doesn't destroy bad bacteria instead of good bacteria. So what happens is, um, IGF-1 actually helps strengthen cancer cells. If we are we if we already have cancer, this might not be the best option because it strengthens it, makes your body harder for it to fight. It's like a double whammy sword. Our, our immune system goes up, but also our cancer is harder to fight because it helps your body become stronger in a way. Exactly. Yeah. So um, IGF isn't high all the time in our bodies, correct? Yeah. You need high periods and low periods. The high periods are f more for growing. With the growth factor, and then the lower lower troughs are more for like repair. Exactly. So yeah. you just like with everything, you need balance. And I feel like a, this is like a bad side effect to, in a way. But if you're already eating healthy and you're helping your body prevent cancer, then there's no scare to do it. Exactly. If you already have cancer, that's probably something you should consult with your right. 
primary physician. And exactly, all that. and they have. I'm sure they have uh, therapies that target you know certain cancers, which will make those cancer cells not grow as much. But IGF will help out your newer good cells. I'm sure they have like some kind of gene targeting on those cells yeah. nowadays. But so it's just general. Exactly, and the research that I did, it said that um, breast cancer, prostate cancer, lung cancer, and colorectal cancer, you're more susceptible if you have a higher IGF um, concentration. Right. Those those cells are they grow more, right? They mul- multiply more than lung cancer or yeah. lung cells. Yeah, the more. Okay. It's probably out of a pay grade there to find out why those cells are you know. But the research is there. The article will be included. It's some factual information. So, Peter, one of those things that we also researched is um, um, intermittent fasting helps with like lower body fat concentration, correct? Exactly. So when we eat, um, our body uses insulin and it breaks down our food to glucose. You know, and if you have too much glucose, that gets stored as fat. And um, our pancreas is the one that produces the insulin. So ultimately, you'll produce less, less insulin. You'll get less glucose. So, kind of throws you into like lipos. Exactly. So since you have a lack of glucose, your cells still need some kind of energy, you know, to work, to go on with their function. So our body goes into lipolysis, which is the breakdown of a fatty, of fats. Right. Um, so that's a good way to target your adipose tissues, you know, your belly fat and like that, because your body needs some kind of energy. You know, instead of outside energy, like you said, food for glucose, you're going to break down your fat cells. Um, and not a lot of people realize that like, Guys, our liver stores glycogen. Right. Our body stores it up to like I think twenty four hours, or it gets depleted like ten hours plus. Right? Exactly. Like you have enough energy to go for at least a ten hour fast without an issue. Right. But for some reason, we're so mentally programmed. It's breakfast. I need a snack. I'm getting shaky. Diabetics get that, of course. I get it. But other people, like it's like a, it's a mental game more, right? Exactly. True. And then if you're eat a lot of carbs, your blood sugar is naturally going to be always high. So. When it drops a little bit, you might get those shakes. Yeah, and just like, like when sometimes before. you have that cheap meal and you have that Giordano's deep dish with that good buttery crust, mm. which is awesome. Jeez, I will wake up sometimes in the morning, let's just say I have it at night, and damn, I'm hungry. Because believe it or not, when carbs go up or our um, insulin spikes up, we have that crash. And it's like this unnatural, what's it called? Um hills we have like hills with our blood sugar instead of like a nice flat line when we're consistently eating healthy exactly yeah another thing that promotes um the fat loss with intermittent fasting is that you activate norepinephrine and that's like the what central or is it um sympathetic nervous system yeah it's actually a neurotransmitter um and what it does is i'm sure some of you may be familiar with the fight or flight response yeah um that's like your body goes under some stress and it has to either get out of situation or you got to fight out of situation so naturally, you get an increase of heart rate, heart rate, which also makes your body work harder, and your body needs some kind of energy. It does not have time to use glucose. It's going to use your lipids, your fats. Right. It's like that, the scenario when you're running away from a saber tooth uh, tiger. Right. You get that crazy pump, your adrenaline, your freaking muscles. You're running, just like um like if you're in war, man. If you get shot with a you know with a bullet, like why don't you feel it? People. Are, like in the movies, they're like looking, they're like, oh man, I'm bleeding. Like they didn't see that. It's because you're getting that crazy rush, which norepinephrine, I think, actually um, decreases pain stimulators as well, right? It does. Yeah. So that's all part of that sense response. There's yeah. many things like things that go on, like your eyes dilate, you're more focused, you're more like pinpoint accuracy, you yeah. know, because you got to get out of there and you do not have time to make glucose. So you're going to initially break down because exactly. your cells got to work, they got to move. And let's talk about like the bro science of things. It always kind of cracks me up. I feel like the. Um, the whole gym industry is like, yeah, you need to eat five to six meals a day. 
because that's going to burn fat, it's going to rev up your metabolism. And the research we're doing here, and it's proven with science that five to six meals do not increase your metabolism any more than eating two to me two meals and then fasting, right? Exactly. Um, so the bro science is that if you fast, you're going to lose muscle because you're not feeding your muscles. But the truth actually is it takes about 24 hours for your glycogen stores to get depleted before you start um, dipping something besides fat. Um, so glycogen gets stored in your, in your liver. Like I said, it takes about 24 hours. And then certain cells need glucose. So like your brain cells and your um, red blood cells. Yeah. So your body can actually make its own glucose with the breakdown of also the fat cells. And it somehow breaks that down. So it's like sort of like ketosis, but also when you break down, when your body breaks down fat, it creates something called glycerol. Glycerol gets converted into glucose and the glucose is used by, let's just say, I think the brain functions on glucose primarily. Yeah. A lot of people are like, oh, you need to eat carbs. Well, in all reality, your body could make glucose on its own. Exactly. And plus you're intermittent fasting. So you're not fasting forever. You're still going to refuel. So it's safe to say that you're not going to break down any kind of muscle until probably waiting more than 48 hours. Right. And that's the problem with carbs that a lot of people don't know. We could just jump into some nutrition really quick. I call it the spillover effect. So imagine like having this cup right here and your liver only stores so much amounts of um, carbs, right? We keep pouring the water, pouring the water, which is carbs, right? Into our body, eating, 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 and boom, the cup starts overfilling. What happens to the spillover effect? What happens to the excess carbs and calories we're eating? goes into fat, gets stored. We can't do anything with that, unfortunately. But what the cool thing with fasting is we're depleting our tank in the liver with um, glycogen. So it's going down, then you're eating, you're filling it back up, but you're never overflowing your body with excess calories and carbs, right. which keeps you in a nice fat burning state in a way, helps you with body recomposition. That's why a lot of people, even myself, I'll testify that I feel more lean. So... Yeah, and with fasting, um, studies have also shown that um, when you fast, you have a high resting energy expenditure. So even when you're sitting down and just hanging out, you're still burning calories. That's probably like the norepi, right? Since mm -hmm. you're technically your heart rate gets increased, probably your metabolism in a way. Yeah, so even when you're just hanging out, you're still burning fat. You know? And you don't need to eat six meals a day to burn fat. Unfortunately, yes, norepi stimulates and... Yeah, so imagine how much weight you could lose. Not that weight loss should be everyone's goal. Right. If you have a cal calorie deficit and you intermittent fast, you know, you could definitely shed a lot of pounds. But it's also, I would say that fasting is more of like life lifestyle than diet. I feel like it's like, I don't want to say it's a diet for me. It's a lifestyle, right? right. You continue to do it because you enjoy it. You feel better, right? Anyway. Right. Yeah, I mean, everyone has different goals. And someone's goal might just be to lose weight. So a calorie deficit and definitely intermittent fasting would definitely be the, be the way to go. But weight should be lost slowly and like effectively. You don't want to shed 20 pounds in a week and dehydrate your body. Exactly. I think the healthy way is to lose a pound a week, yeah, I think which is say. about 500 calorie deficit a day. Because what is an average pound? 33,500 calories. So if you, do, if you have a 500 calorie deficit of, throughout the week, you lose a pound a week, yeah. which is pretty healthy. And that's how I like track like my... Um, weight loss or weight gain or like calories, or let's just say I want to maintain, I'll hop on a scale every two days. Yeah. And if I feel that my weight is going up, shit, I'll eat a little bit less that week or I'll eat, I'll eat a little bit less for the next two days, hop back on a scale in the morning, check it again, and just kind of go from there. Yeah, unfortunately, I was trying to gain gain weight. Um, I had to stop intermittent fasting for a few months just because um, 
how busy my days were. I didn't have enough time. Full disclosure, Peter got a belly. I seen it. <laughs> yeah. I'm telling you guys the truth. It's okay. I'll, I'll get rid of it. But definitely if you want to gain weight, um, it might be a little hard. Depends on how busy your day-to-day activities are. But I did have to drop it for like three, four months just to gain weight. And um, without intermittent fasting, I definitely slacked. Mm-hmm. I felt like intermittent fasting uh, held me to a higher standard. I started just like snacking more and stuff like it's that. It's self-discipline. Yeah. I think fasting is self-discipline. It's It creates like, it just mentally just say no. Right. And without the discipline, you wake up, you're like, yes, exactly. I'll have that. And another cool thing is, is like when you wake up, your growth hormone, which is helping with all the muscle building, all these good benefits, it's it's cranked up. It's high because your insulin is low because you slept. And unfortunately, the first thing we do is when we, 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 when we wake up, we have breakfast. We break the fast. That's We don't have to have it in the morning. We could last a couple hours and get all those awesome perks and benefits of fasting. Exactly. There's like this stigma that people say that breakfast is the most important meal of the day. But many times I wake up in the morning and I'm not even hungry. So why would I eat when I'm not hungry? It doesn't, yeah. doesn't really make any sense. you know. And I'm sure it happens to everybody. But since the stigma says that breakfast is the most important meal of the day, people just eat because like, they have to. I feel like we're sheep. We're just kind of following a little bit of the news, a little bit of the hype, and we don't think enough for ourselves. Right. Yeah, since we're on human growth, growth hormone, um, it's producing a pituitary. Um, it's something that we all need to properly develop you know, as, as human beings. Um, a lot of deficiencies, uh, they can increase body fat, decrease bone density, um, lower muscle mass. So um, osteopenia and sarcopenia is what the, is what they're referred to. What is um, sarcopenia for those um, that don't know? That is decrease in muscle mass. Cool. I so did not you, know that, to be honest yeah. myself. I just learned that right now. Noted. Yeah. So if low levels, you know, you don't grow properly. So that kind of makes sense. You know, weak, brittle bones, less less muscle. You know, that that's, comes with the word. Um, it's counter-regulatory hormone, so it counters insulin. So like you said, it was highest when you wake up because there's the least amount of insulin. And this also promotes lipolysis. So the exact opposite of what insulin insulin does. So insulin promotes a breakdown of glucose. This promotes lipolysis. So once again, you're losing more fat. Yeah. You know, you're using your fat for, for energy and instead of the glucose. Yeah. To cheat sheet for that, arrow up, arrow down. When insulin is up, growth hormone is down. When the growth hormone is up, insulin is down because you're in a fasted state. You're not in a fed state. Yeah. Go simple as that. And then... um. What I like to touch upon as well with these awesome benefits is something called autophagy, which probably not a lot of people know about, but it's basically called self-clean. Um, we have a mechanism in our body that allows to clean up, clean up ourselves, right? We're able to clean up our old cells, our own debris. Like We have all these chemical reactions that are happening every single second in our body, right? Because we're technically electrical, right? Like chemistry. And it creates a lot of residue. It creates, like, let's just say, a lot of free radicals, which is a negative electron, right? That just kind of is bad for our cell. And we have anti antioxidants that help with that. But we have a mechanism that we could tap into in a fasted state that does the cleaning for us. Because not a lot of people know that when you're digesting food, it takes up so much, um, like, so much energy for your body to consume food, to digest it, and we're never tapping into this awesome effect, right? Exactly, you're basically cleaning out your body with damaged, broken cells, and you're focusing less on digestion, and you're getting resources from these damaged cells. Yeah. So we don't just break them out and get rid of them, you know, reuse, reuse these cells, you know, because they're, 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 they still have what potential. What a smart body. I know, right, isn't that crazy? 
It's intelligent. It's very good benefits. Since we're on autophagy, there's also, I don't know if you ever heard telomeres. Um, telomeres, they're on endochromosomes. So every time our body or our cells go into mitosis and they replicate, um, they do shrink a little bit. So telomere, telomeres are located on the ends of chromosomes, and those are the actual parts that shrink to prevent the cell getting damaged. So the DNA has, every single DNA has a tip, right? Yes, so on every tip. So you have your DNA that you need for your cell to work, and on those, those tips is like extra DNA that gets broken down with each replication. And that's like the lifespan of, of the cell. Okay. Once your telomeres are gone, they're gone, and your cell is basically useless because it could get, it could mutate, it could get damaged. And just to kind of picture this, this is literally DNA inside of a cell. So imagine a, we have a human body and we have organs like the heart and the liver. Well, a cell has literally organs in a way and inside of it is DNA, which is, you know, the genetic information to our freaking self. Exactly. And we have these telomeres and I think it's correlated, right? If the longer your telomeres is, the less likelihood you have of cancer yes. and longevity increases with the length, correct? Yeah, but just like with everything else, it's kind of a double-edged sword. Um, mainly because if cancer does happen and they have longer telomeres, then they, they're gonna replicate more. Yeah. Um, that, unfortunately, that, that's how it is. And the mechanism that that affects these, these telomeres is not 100% understood with intermittent fasting, but intermittent fasting has shown to promote telomere length. Um, I know with stem cells, there's this enzyme called telomerase, and that's the one that actually builds the telomeres on the cells, and that's very prominent in stem cells. Unfortunately, those stem cells grow up to be, you know, our skin cells or our, our cardiac cells. So that mechanism um, eventually disappears. Um, but it is still, it's still there more in the background, and intermittent fasting does show to kind of boost. We just don't know that. how yet. We, we don't have don't the really tools. Know how yet. But like we said, it's a double-edged sword. So if these telomeres are long, it can cause cancer. And it's a lot harder to get rid of it. Yeah. You know, if it's a longer telomere. The the thing is, is that this research would come out already. It's 2019. We have the ability to find out. There's just no money involved in it. There's no money involved in humans living healthier by fasting. There's money involved by creating a pill that could solve your issue, like metformin, which lowers your blood sugar. Because let's just face it, we're lazy. We rather take a pill instead of lifestyle factors to prevent it, right? Exactly, and it's yeah, like you said, we're like lazy and it's easy. It's another way for somebody to make money. Like instead of hey, you going out to the store and buying healthy food, and that money goes to the the health healthy food production industry or whatever, or like a local farmer. Exactly, the farmer says hey, let's we'll sell you something, we'll sell you a pill. And that's how a lot of things are, unfortunately, nowadays. Um, not that it's all bad. Not that all big pharma is horrible. We do need medication. We do need research. No, there's just no money involved in fasting. No, but it, it does work. It's stated on research. This this is like government work here, right? That the scientists. I don't know the exact research study of it, but we'll include the link in um, our show notes if you visit our website. If you're watching on YouTube, it's under the description, or if it's um like an audio podcast, you have to visit our website. So if you click through that, you'll get there. Exactly. You want to touch on some mental aspects? Definitely, because yeah. I feel like that that's probably the awesome benefit of fasting that I get. Yeah, so a lot of these um, effects of intermittent fasting are due to norepinephrine release, like, you know, that it promotes focus. focus. Exactly, it promotes focus, but, sorry, promotes focus. Uh, but as you do it, you do feel more mentally clear, more mentally sharper. You focus less on eating, which is our, our body needs to eat. Right. And hunger is one of the hardest things to kick, you know, because what- To suppress, exactly, mentally. Suppress. Exactly. So imagine when you're hungry, you want to eat. You're always thinking about food, food, food. But eventually, 
once you fast for a couple of times, you don't really think about it. Your body adapts to your eating window. Yeah, and usually for anybody, that's the that's the hardest thing to do. Get over fasting that first week, first week or two. You're gonna feel like shit in a way. You're gonna be a little bit tired. You might you might not want to do things because you're just getting used to the schedule. But once you get on it, like I wake up, we're also working nights, so our schedule is so messed right. up. But I wake up, my mental clarity is there. I wake up, I'm sharp. I don't have to worry about what I'm eating right away. Like that's cool too. Like let's just say I work nights and I get up at three p.m. I don't have to think about what I'm gonna eat. I could just get some water, leave the house. Like it's almost convenient for me to have a set eating schedule. Exactly. It is. It is super hard to start. When we started, what two years ago, something like that, and it's, it's very hard to start. Like there was times where I, I'd say I fasted, but I really didn't. You know, I, I'd snack. You know, I'd be like, oh, I told me one snack, and I and I'd eat it. But then that like restarts the whole cycle. Yeah. So I mean, you're you could still carry on. But you're losing all the benefits that comes with fasting because you're eating calories and it's spiking up at insulin. Exactly. But baby steps, you know, baby try steps. like six hours, eight hours. And if your goal was 16, then hit 16. But the thing is, it builds um, it builds like stronger mental strength. You could say stronger mental strength. It, it basically, mentally, it's men- self-discipline. Long exactly. story short, just like Ramadan, these people freaking don't eat all day, which is nuts. And yeah, it bring, it, it's almost like... They say it's spiritual where you connect with God in a way, but that happens. And yes, you get in tune with yourself. You learn how much of a victim you are to food in a way in your mind, how like you could free yourself from that. And you feel more free because you don't have to think about a snack because my fingers are shaking. I'm going to eat in, let's just say, 12 hours or whatever I'm, the time is, and I'm good and I'm happy and yeah. I'm satisfied. Yeah, you feel complete because you're accomplishing goals and you're going to see results like within a month or two. Yeah. You know, it's just, it's just, it's real good. You know, you know we didn't touch up on before mm-hmm. we get into some other stuff. We didn't tell people what you could do while you're fasting. So we're, we're into the episode. Let's tell people what they can do when they're fasting. What do you mean? So they know you can't eat calories, correct? Right. But what, what can you consume? Because we're not just not drinking water for 16 hours a day. Well, think about this as like a cleanse. Um, if you could get away with 16 hours of just drinking water, you know, that, that's real cool. We do drink. I drink coffee on my fast. Yeah. I have yeah, a couple of cups. But it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's black. Um, we, I try to keep it under 50 calories. I think that's like the, the recommended amount. A lot of times I'm, I'm under it. I don't eat any snacks. Like I said, like water, coffee, tea. And that's really all I really do. Yeah, I, I think I do. I try to not consume any calories. Even I don't even take a BCCA supplement, to be honest, because it kind of kicks you out of that state. Mm. Um, the only thing I like to do is maybe like a sugar-free gum, which is maybe like one gram of carb, which is doesn't even touch you, if that's possible, and coffee and water. Yeah, That's like the way to go for me. Yeah, I know before uh, when I went through a fast, I'd have like a big meal or some kind of a snack, and you'd feel like sluggish after, after you ate. Because you had a big meal. I don't tend to get that um, when I fast, even when I do have a big meal. Just because I feel like my body it more efficiently processes that food. And you just you don't get that tired feeling. Right. But at the same time, we, you have to realize that you can't fast 16 hours and then eat a hamburger, like four hot dogs, or just something very carby with like white flour, which, you know what I mean? Like if you're eating, a, you know, like I just say eggs, like you have good protein, good eggs there. You don't get that crazy insulin spike as well, and you're you're more leveled out. You're less hungry. Exactly. This so you need good diet on top of this lifestyle of intermittent fasting. Yeah, don't use 
fasting as like a reward system for having something unhealthy. Yeah. Like, hey, I fast for six hours. I'm gonna devour this deep dish, deep dish pizza. You know, that's <laughs> that's not it's not a good um it's not a good pairing. You're completely defeating the, the point of of the fast. You know, because initially you, you want to make your body more efficient at all at all times. Um. So I guess this is more of a lifestyle for us. You could say we it has fast. become a lifestyle for yeah. sure now. Yeah, we fast every day. For the most part, like I said, um, I did have like a few more break when I was trying to gain weight, but I've been fasting now for, I'd say, four months straight before that. I probably have like two years in, in general in a fasting experience, if you could call it a fasting experience. But I still carry on with my day. Um, I go to the gym, fasted. I fast from 12 to, to 4 p.m., 16 yeah, hours. So we both work night shift. So what's convenient for us is our last meal is at 12 p.m. So give or take. Sometimes the nightlife gets crazy for those that know we don't play cards at night. We actually do work. And sometimes, yeah, maybe it'll be 12.30, so I'll, I'll fast till 4.30 p.m. But yeah, I get out of work. Sometimes what I like to do is I get out of work at, like, let's just say 7.30 a.m., and I'll go work out. And I'm already 10 hours into my fast. But man, my freaking exercises right. are explosive. My pump is there. I love it. Yeah, we don't recommend going straight to the gym after you start off fasting. Yeah, definitely not. I know, yeah, I know when I first started, out, started fasting for 16 hours, I just, I just hit it straight through. I did 16. I was like, I'm not going to do four. I'm not going to do six. I'm not going to do I'm just going to try 16. And after that first night, I did get dizzy. I tried to hit the stairs, and I was like, wow, I'm, I'm depleted. You know, so don't hit any vigorous activity or, or working out when you're first starting out fasting. You have that develop a routine and slowly add that. You know? Yeah, give your body a, some time to adjust. Exactly, yeah. You know, a little bit more intense each time. And eventually, you know, you'll, be, you'll be at your, at your peak, and you'll be able to handle whatever you're doing yeah. before. And those that are, you know, do work out or into fitness, you'll start to realize that you could start lifting more, your powers more. You could get an extra rep in a fasted state. Believe it or not, a lot of people are like, oh, I need my you know, pre-workout, which is like some banana and oatmeal. You don't need that stuff because think about all the blood that's in the gut to digest food. Now you got all this blood freed up and it's in your muscles and I, I love it. Exactly. I would love to hear some feedback that people that tried it and how it has changed their life and stuff. So I would love a comment email, right? Anything like that. We would love some feedback regarding that. Yeah. So um, you want to hit the questions? So I guess a common question would be how long would you fast for? Commonly 16 hours, right? We do 16 and eight. So eight, which is our eating window, which is we don't eat nonstop in eight hours. We'd have like two or three meals spaced out for the most part. And then 16 hours, usually 12 p.m. till four, or you could do whatever works in your schedule. There's also like Eat, Stop, Eat, which is a book that I read that Mm -hmm. you do one fast a week for 24 hours which could be cleansing and beneficial and in a way you let's just say if you eat 2,000 calories a day then you have 2,000 calories that you don't eat that day so you're at a deficit for that week which is cool it's just it's your personal choice but this is consistent I like the schedule I like the benefits that I get from 16 and 8 yeah definitely there's also um methods the 5 to 2 method where you eat um for five days and you, you fast for two um but for those two days you want to keep calories at a 500 or below that's just another one you could do, or the alternate day one where you eat one day, fast one day, eat one day, fast one day, but it's not really a full fast. You still want to keep the within 500 calories. Yeah. But like you said, we prefer the 16 to 8. That's what. Because you're getting those benefits. So, exactly. those methods, they're great for, let's just say, maybe weight loss. If you're trying to lose weight and you don't want to go that extreme, if you think that's what it is, then try the 5 2, and it's going to help you get a you know calorie deficit and you'll be losing weight you'll for sure lose weight because you're restricting your eating so 
there's no special secret to fasting. It's just the law of thermogenics does not disappear. In order to lose body fat, you have to consume less calories than the machine that you're in our body burns. If you're eating less, you're going to, uh, I'm sorry, if you're going to eat less, you're going to burn fat and you're going to lose weight. Um, you could be fasting. You could be consuming a bunch of calories. You could actually kind of bulk up technically on a fast. It just all depends. But yes, it's harder to get those calories in, in a small window. So naturally you eat less and things yeah. like that. Yeah, you could build muscle mass and gain weight while, while fasting. I just couldn't do it because I was just too busy and yeah. not very motivated. Yeah, exactly. But that's definitely some, something you could do. Oh, um, I've, I've sorry to cut you off. I definitely gained muscle through it. And believe it or not, people like to shoot up steroids and take growth hormone supplements. Well, guys, start fasting. You get a free dose of growth hormone in your body right. exactly. daily. So do you think people should be on like on keto or Atkins uh, while they fast? Think something doable? I think there, yeah, there's no preference. You could do both. It's actually beneficial. There's research that shows that keto is pretty good. So is Atkins. Personally, I feel like I have a modified semi-keto diet. Not really because I don't get into ketosis, but I do eat a higher fat, slightly protein and good amount of carbs from vegetables, my diet. And I do eat meat yeah. <laughs> for the vegan community, sorry. But I try to have a pretty balanced diet. I stay away from flour, all that vegetable stuff. Um, vegetable stuff. I meant like vegetable oils, which is like from granola, candy bars, all that crap. Mm -hmm. So I try to eat consistently. Of course, I'm human, guys, and I do like to have my cheat meals. I right. had Chinese food today, so... We did have a little bit of vegan phase the last, what, like eight months? Oh, geez, two years ago. Yeah, two years ago, we did try to go vegan. Um, Whoever watched that documentary, what the hell? Yeah, it was, I mean, it was interesting, I guess. Steve-O does it, he's, he does it, um, another, I know a few actors do it. Russell Brand. Russell Brand's a vegan, Bro, yeah. Yeah, he, he does it. Um, I don't know. I. It was easy when you were in a community where my people are vegan, like in, like in Colorado, that's when we first started. That's when we started. We watched What the Health when we were two weeks in Colorado, and then we went on this little spree, and one of our buddies said, I'm not doing this. So we had to find restaurants for him to eat meat while we found, like, these little juiceries and, like, this, what was that store called? Elephant? Elephant Tree? Whatever. Cool little yeah, shop where we had, like, all this awesome vegan Yeah, stuff. so it was easy doing it in Colorado because you had vegan stores everywhere. Uh, we came back to Chicago, and we tried to continue on um, the vegan culture. And but we ate Oreos instead because it was still vegan, yeah. but it was... Yeah. processed food right but it's a lot harder to be vegan here in in the south of chicago with having a little limited amount of um, not only that but being from polish culture our parents make non-vegan food all the time so it makes that so much harder being raised like that like our parents or like my dad like he cannot give up bread and butter yeah, even though he knows it's bad and i try to drill it into his head yeah the fact that we were raised on meat like farm animals dairy um, all that we're, I feel like we were raised more on like a keto diet than, you know, we are. Anything and it's kind of interesting it. because that book that I read deep nutrition, it talks about the four pillars of life, which is the human diet. One of them is eating like, let's just say organ meats, but it's eating also meat off the bone. Like if you're making like bone broth, which is like rosso with chicken noodle soup with actually bone chicken in it, it releases all these healthy, like glucosamines, whatever the things for the bones, I, I can't pronounce it. But all these healthy things that help bone function and all this stuff, and we're not consuming that. Same thing with sprouted foods. Um, also fermented foods, all those good probiotics. We've been eating technically fermented food in the Polish culture for a while without even that realizing exactly. it. But those are healthy things 
that stray away from the Western culture with what we're getting fed right now. Yeah, I remember one time the guy told us, we asked him about a diet, it was at that vegan store, and we're like, hey, are you, are you vegan? What do you yeah. eat? And he says he eats everything under the sun. No, and I can completely agree with that. You I know, think we, he, the only thing he doesn't eat is red meat. He eats meat, red meat maybe every three to four right. weeks. Yeah, which I, I completely agree with that. You know, everything on this earth is, you know, I mean, not, not everything, but most things are here for us to consume, and I think we should we should consume yeah. them all. Um, some things need to be limited, like like your dairies, like your um, bad fats, like your vegetable oil, oil fats. But you Anything do need, from the shelf. Exactly, but you do need all your nutrients, and you, you got to hit them all. Because even though you might be vegan, you might not be getting everything you need. Everything you need, you know. Yeah, that's and people th- different, and different people think issues. also that they could take a multivitamin and that's going to solve their issue, and it doesn't, right. because you still have all these phytochemicals, all these live enzymes that are like in freaking broccoli and vegetables, and that does so much good. Like we we haven't done enough research on vegetables and the the benefits they have because there's no money, of course, involved right. in it. There's money involved in oh, what is it called? Cancer treatments and big right. pharma. But anyways, like. Eat your broccoli and fast, guys. <laughs> right. Eat what you got to eat. Eat it healthy, you know, not processed and, and fast, and you should be completely okay. No complaints. I, w- I would love to, if I if I started fasting, I would love to have, like, to show, like, my journey of starting it and, like, show the body recomposition of, like, my definition, and I start seeing strides on my shoulders, and I'm decently in shape, so fasting has definitely helped that and helped me keep in line. Exactly, yeah. But if you guys are starting out fasting, we'd love to hear about your progress, how you guys start off. And I mean, if you just shoot us an email, we can help you through it, walk you through it, and we would love to see your progress. Exactly. I think that'd be cool. Um, and then we also have resources for fasting. I think we have like two articles on our website. We should include those as well in the show notes and on, on the YouTube links to check out and read about. Um, this is something we have a lot of like experience with. If anybody wants like a follow-up video, right, let us know. Any Q&As, well, we could do that and answer all that stuff. So Yeah, I mean, intermittent fasting is great. A lot of the positives have been done to, a lot of the positive associated with it has, has to do with decreasing in insulin. A lot of the stuff that we talked about has to do with a lower insulin level and that that uh, promotes a lot of good things in our body, autophagy, right. growth hormone. And there's research studies that show fasting and being even in a calorie deficit is linked to longevity. But we're always overfed. Exactly, exactly. We like supersized fries. Do you remember that one time when there was like a state that removed large pop drinks and there was like a huge freaking thing about that? Yeah, um, I'm not sure. It was a state. Remember, because there used to be a, I mean, I don't remember this, but you could supersize your McDonald's food. Remember that? Like, yeah, they took that away. Yeah, I'm not sure when they took that away, but I'm glad, you know. They were, I think they were required to ask everybody after they order if they want to supersize it. Yeah. And that's the problem with like big governments is... They could do that, which is like, I want my freedom. Don't do that. But in this aspect, geez, guys, take away the large drinks or extra large drinks right. or like the big gulps. And they did. They removed some of the stuff because, man, the sugar intake, like that's another topic we should talk about. Why is sugar toxic? Right. Jeez. Yeah, it's like a new thing every time. You know, at a couple years ago, fat was bad. Now they're saying sugar is bad. You know, you don't even know what to really eat, you know, but just go for natural. Exactly. If you're eating whole foods, which is, you know, vegetables fruits, your beans, your sprouts, um, whole foods for the most, your poultry, eggs, like you're eating healthy exactly. and not cooking with bad oils. Like you'll be, you'll, you'll be, you'll be feeling good. Yeah. Evil makes you feel good and doesn't make you sluggish. Yeah. And then also what we recently started doing too, is we started listening to our body more. So we don't eat just to get full because we're fasting. 
I, mean, I feel like a lot of people will start doing that when they originally do that. But now I kind of eat and see how I feel. I don't want to overeat myself if I have to. Yeah, I'm the same way. Um, you, I used to like say binge eat. I used to eat a huge meal and then it's I'd, four o'clock. Exactly. I used to eat a huge meal and now I feel I've been trying to separate it more. I don't know. I don't know why. I've just been trained to as being Polish. Like you got to eat and then you got to go to work. You know, it's <laughs> like you got to eat now and then do something else later. Right. You know. So I'm trying to s- spread it out a little. Break bit. away from that. Exactly. Listening to your body. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I love the mental aspects of intermittent fasting. I feel like once you get past the un- uncomfortable point of like a little bit of dizziness and getting into the rhythm, I think it's it's amazing. Especially working out. I really like working out fasting. I feel like I get a better pump. You know. Heck yeah. Yeah. It's just instead of doing those like six meals a day and your body devoting all its resources and all its all its thought and work process just to you know, breaking down food, it's able to do other processes more efficiently, like especially liver. You know, the liver does a lot of crazy It's like stuff. our body's equipped with things to do and things to, um, how to like properly, um, what is it called? It has ways to fight it, infections and be clean and clean itself up, but we don't give the ability exactly. because of what we do. Exactly, so. yeah, because as humans and as, and as mammals and as animals, our number, one of our priorities is we need to eat. You know, yeah. If you take away eating being number one and putting it off to a window, you go focus on a lot more other stuff. Completely agree. All right, guys, I think we should wrap that up. I think this was a pretty good episode. If you guys like it, give us a rating. Give us a thumbs up. We love feedback. Yep. Follow and subscribe. Follow, See subscribe, guys. and don't play cards for all the nurses that work night shift. Take care, guys. See you guys.